Welcome to the Brian Thomas Crop Podcast. I'm Brian Thomas Crop, and I believe that there are so many good things that can happen through well-written stories. So I try to write them. I can't say all of my stories have been well-written, but I enjoy getting to communicate a little bit of my perspective on some things through uh, stories, and I'm glad that you are along for the ride. Uh, This uh, Today, uh, we're going to look at the fourth chapter of a book I wrote for small children called Fish Tales. And in each one of these little vignettes, um, we've been looking at uh, a fish's perspective of the Bible, I guess you could say, uh, the different uh, accounts and stories that are commonly uh, known, but trying to look at it from what would a fish have thought about those exact same circumstances. And this has to be the biggest fish story out of the entire Bible. We're going to look at Jonah and the big fish or Jonah and the whale or however uh, you want to call it. Uh, But we will look at that and then uh, find a little bit about how this particular story came to be afterwards. But first, here is a word from this week's sponsor. This episode is also sponsored by the Casey Jackson in South Acres series. I am proud to announce that the final book, Carry That Weight, is out in Amazon stores. You can get that in a physical book or in an ebook for your Kindle. Uh, this is uh, a story that has taken about a year to get released. It's a four part story, and all four parts are out, so you can have the whole series. Uh, Go check out the link in the show notes and grab your own copy of Carry That Weight. Or if you haven't uh, looked at the whole series, you can grab the whole series uh, there as well. And now here's our chapter. Chapter four, the huge fish. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Jonah 1.17 It was a dark, stormy night, and Jasper was having a great time. If you've never seen a 2,000-pound sea creature frolic in stormy waters, you should. Of course, if you aren't a fish, swimming in stormy waters would be very dangerous, so maybe you should just stick close to the beach on sunny days. Anyway, the waves were so high that night. Jasper climbed inside them and rode them all the way down till one crashed into the next. The waves came from all directions. This was his kind of fun. Out of the blue, the wave he was surfing vanished. He'd never tried flying before, and he kind of liked it. Until he started falling. Then something caught his eye. It sparked his curiosity as he fell to the surface. He saw a ship bobbing on the water below. Jasper's big mouth was all the way open because of how surprised he was to be falling back to the sea. He shouted, Look out! But it was mostly in his head because fish can't talk. Seconds later, he crashed face first with his big mouth wide open into the water. He did his best to avoid the ship. When he was younger, he used to crash into ships a lot. Eventually, it stopped being fun when he would get lots of splinters from the broken boat stuck under his scales. Well... The whole thing happened so fast, he wasn't exactly sure what happened when he hit the water, but something got stuck in his throat. He thought maybe he'd swallowed a hunk of the ship by accident, but soon he realized 
this was no hunk of ship. Whatever it was moved and wiggled and squirmed. Jasper coughed and hacked, trying to get rid of whatever was lodged in there. Try as he might, it wasn't going away. Finally, he squeezed his eyes, focused all his attention, and gave one massive swallow. He felt the thing slide mercifully into his giant stomach. This was not the end of the matter, though. For three whole days, poor Jasper swam with this whatchamacallit moving around in his belly. It was quite distracting. All he could do was imagine this squirmy thing was going to be rattling around inside him the rest of his life. He was so completely out of sorts he couldn't eat and sadly lost all sense of direction. Then, as if that wasn't enough, this wormy, squirmy thing in his belly started to make noises. The sounds vibrated through all of his fish bones. Jasper couldn't decide what animal it might be. It sounded kind of like a whale, hollow and muffled, but try as he might, he couldn't make out what it said. Between the worrying in his mind and the squirming in his stomach, Jasper was now getting a bit seasick. Now, you know fish don't get queasy easily, so if a fish gets seasick, you know he was in a bad way, a really bad way. Mile after nautical mile, it was all he could do to keep himself together. He really didn't want to throw up in the ocean. It's not a very polite thing to the other sea life. So he did what he could to find the nearest shore to get sick on. As he slid up on the beach, the rough sand scratched his belly, which really did the trick. The sick feeling came over him almost instantly. His stomach tightened, and the thing living inside him shot out like an arrow. He couldn't believe what it was. To his surprise, it was one of the walkers that move around on the beach and ride in ships. He replayed his crash into the sea. How did he swallow a walker and miss the boat? Jasper reasoned the walker must have fallen off the boat. Whatever the reason, Jasper was glad to finally see what bothered him for those three long days. Jasper certainly felt better, but now he had a brand new problem. He was stuck on the beach. Yep. Stuck, stuck, stuck. And as much as he was distracted by the walker in his stomach, he was now much more distracted by how he was going to get back into the water. His scales were drying out. His gills weren't working right. All seemed lost. Then out of the clear blue, a giant wave came and washed Jasper back out to sea. Everything was finally set right. He was no longer sick. He wasn't distracted. He was able to eat again. Life was going along swimmingly. As time went on, Jasper began to wonder about the walker. He hoped he was okay. But he still couldn't imagine how the whole thing happened. He said to himself on more than one occasion, if he ever met the walker again, it would be interesting to hear his side of the story. Think about it. Obedience is hard. Sometimes we disobey on purpose like Jonah. Sometimes we don't know we're obeying like Jasper. Either way, God is able to use every bit of our lives to make his plans happen. Take a moment and tell God you want to do what will make him happy. Ask him to guide you so his plans can happen through your life. So I hope you enjoyed uh, that look at Jonah and the big fish or Jonah and the whale. This is one of those accounts in the Bible that uh, confuses a lot of people and um, 
for some calls the entire validity of the Bible into question, because how on earth could a fish swallow a person and all of those things? Um, but I, I'm of the perspective that this thing really happened, and I thought it would be very interesting to wonder about what a fish thought about swallowing a person and what that might have been like, because, you know, Jonah lived through the whole experience, so I don't know what he was doing in the fish's stomach and what that felt like to the fish. Um, but I thought, too, uh, one of the, the aspects to this uh, book that I wanted to add were those thoughts at the end of the story, those think-about-it sections, because I think it's interesting how two people can go through the exact same experience and God is teaching each person something specific. And it might be very different, a very different lesson from one to another. And that was um, something that really highlighted itself as I wrote all of the stories for this Fishtails book was just by looking at the same events from somebody else's perspective, what might have God been uh, teaching uh, those fish, for example, about something? And so in that, uh, think about it, looking at uh, the perspective of, obviously we know what God was trying to teach Jonah, uh, because that's well documented in the book of Jonah. Uh, Jonah had a largely a, a bad attitude about a group of people and wanted them to die, essentially, and be judged by God and didn't want them to receive any mercy. And so he and uh, God have sort of a, a war of wills. But then what would the fish have experienced? And what if God were to teach uh, a fish something about uh, himself or about the fish or about the world around him, what might uh, God have been doing in that same experience to teach the fish? Because I've known uh, as I've gone through life that... Um, I may go through, like, let's just say we, we just went through uh, the year 2020, and I think each one of us experienced something different, even though we all went through the exact same year together, and we saw the same uh, news events, and we all had very similar experiences, but God was teaching each one of us something very different, and God has a tailor-made training program for each one of us, and so... Um, I wanted to highlight that uh, for young readers that they may go through something and their brother or sister or their parents may go through something very similar, but uh, they're getting something specific to them that God wants them to learn. And so uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, this little uh, ride through Jonah and the big fish. Uh, if you enjoyed it, you can get the whole book of Fish Tales over on Amazon.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode and know of someone that would also enjoy it, I would encourage you to let them know about it. Share it. Uh, leave ratings and reviews. Do the things that, you know, are asked of things. Um, and uh, to come back in uh, next time, uh, we'll be looking at chapter five of this book, specifically looking at um, like a, a sort of an obscure fish story. It's another one of those obscure stories where um, Jesus asked uh, a very uh, specific but different kind of task for a fish. I will be looking at the chapter called The Coin. So until uh, we meet again next time, I hope you have a great week.